Warning, this episode contains adult language, mature situations, perpetually hungry main characters, overpowered skill trees, sentient weapons with attitude, psychopathically rude holy knights, and violence galore. Remember to like, share, and subscribe. Listener discretion is advised. Episode 487, Berserk of Gluttony. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Spire and Manga Review, some podcasts and vain reviews about connectedly enhanced narratives. I'm your host, Zan, saying konnichiwa, aloha, bonjour, and what's up? I hope all of you are doing well and hope you're excited for another fun-filled episode of this wonderful podcast. I know I am and hope things are going good otherwise. I know life has been kind of crazy in the world right now with everything going on. And I hope this podcast is a nice relaxation and get away from the real world. But where are my manners? If you're joining us for the first time, welcome! Spirekin, or some podcasts and vain reviews about connectedly enhanced narratives, is a nerdy podcast where every episode we talk about various geeky topics depending on the show you're listening to. Since this is the manga review, obviously we're talking about manga. I tell you how the art style is, the overarching plot, the production quality, and most importantly, if it's worth investing your time in or not. You don't have to go with anything that I or my co-host say, but we try to be educational, enlightening, exciting and most importantly entertaining you can check out any of our earlier episodes at www.spirakin.com that's s-p-i-r-a-k-e-n.com we're also on facebook twitter instagram spotify youtube stitcher youtube and various other social media sites just type in s-p-i-r-a-k-n in your search bar and i guarantee you find us one way or the other we're also experimenting with tiktoks we'll see how they go good luck with those though am i right but I am getting weird and ahead of myself. Uh, if you have any questions or comments or concerns, you can email me personally at Zan, that's X-A-N at Spirekin.com, or you can tweet me at Spirekin. And if you enjoy what you hear, remember to like, share, and subscribe, support our Patreon, help us create more fun content for you to enjoy, and go to iTunes and rate us and rank us. Let us know your thoughts. Every little email and rating and rank gives me more motivation to keep doing this podcast, because I love doing this, but, you know, sometimes I get a little bit depressed. But I digress, so let's actually get to this, because I know that all of you are hungry for another manga review. So, if you remember for that last episode I spun, that one, that only, the Wheel of Manga, and it dictated to be that I'd be reviewing a manga that is a light novel adaptation of a that was written by Ishiki Ishika, and this manga's art was done by Daisuke Takino. Now, this was published by Micro Magazine, but it's brought over here by Seven Seas Entertainment. It was released in Comic Ride Magazine, and it is a unique series where the original light novel came out in 2017, the manga came out in 2019, there are nine volumes of the light novel, and there's eight volumes of the manga and this is a senin action adventure drama fantasy romance that is known simply as boshoku no berserk ore dake level to lu gainin wo topasura or translated to glutton berserker the one that exceeds the concept of levels or you could translate it to berserk of gluttony now this is a kind of interesting manga because this is a series which is a fantasy story which has skill trees and skills and levels but it is not an isekai it's just a series where it's like it's a fantasy novel but we're gonna just throw in different levels because we can kind of feels lazy it's not just we learn magic it's just that is but i am kind of getting off topic so let's get back on topic so this is the story of fate graphite now fate is a young man who left his village after stuff happened and he now lives in a city and he is a guardsman a gatekeeper in the castle 
and he's constantly treated horribly. The reason why is he has no unique skill that is really useful. His skill is something that is known simply as gluttony, which means he's perpetually hungry. He's constantly hungering no matter how much he eats, and since he's poor, he doesn't get a lot to eat, so it's this pretty useless skill that only makes him hungry. And he is treated horribly by everyone at the castle because there's a bunch of holy knights that work at this castle and they all think that he is useless. The main bullies to his life are Lord Valeric and his three brothers, who are all assholes who really treat fate like crap. The only holy knight that does treat fate well is Roxy Hart, a young woman knight who is rising up in the ranks her father went to the e-zone which is the essentially the far east to fight evil demons and she is left in charge of his land at this time and fate likes her because she treats him good but he really can't offer anything because he's a poor gatekeeper so he doesn't know what to do until one night where one night there's a bunch of thieves breaking into the castle and he notices this he talks to Roxy says, listen, there's a bunch of criminals coming in. I need some help. And she helps him out because he knows that if he talks to Valeric, they're not going to do anything. So he ends up getting into a fight with someone and ends up stabbing and killing one of the thieves. However, he discovers the truth about his power, Gluttony. Gluttony isn't just about him being hungry. It's about him eating souls. See, the more people he kills, his power gluttony absorbs their skills and all their powers. And it kind of sates his hunger a little bit. The only problem is that this character who's been treated like trash now has a very unique ability where he kills a bunch of things and he gains their abilities. The caveat is that he's not going to gain any levels, so he's perpetually going to be at level 1. But there is no skill gap. So he's going to be a level 1 character, but his... Stats are going to be strength is 10,000, magic is 20,000, and his agility is 100,000, but he's still level 1. So no one could be like, I'm going to check your skills, and oh, you're level 1. You're useless, I'm going to ignore you. Meanwhile, he's gaining all these powers and skills. And he's kind of keeping it hidden because he goes out to kill goblins, and he gets more powerful more powerful, but eventually it starts not working because he's killing 20, 30 goblins at night, and there are hints that there's this mysterious figure killing goblins, and he's no longer getting filled. He's getting hungry again. And he has to fight bigger things and stronger things, like a goblin king or a goblin knight. Or maybe he has to fight a holy knight and kill him. So he's becoming more powerful, and he needs help. And the help he gets is... One of the skills he initially gets is a praise, and he goes into his shop. He doesn't have a lot of money. He ends up looking for a weapon that he could use because he only has a little dagger, and he sees this sword which is covered in gunk. And the guy's like, I'll get, you can buy it for two coppers from me. And as he assesses it, it says the sword is really powerful, so he ends up buying it, and it turns out this sword is greed. Greed is a sentient sword that is willing to help him out. He's like, oh, you're the new master of gluttony. Well, I could help you out for some skills. So, greed is a sword that evolves and can turn into multiple weapons as long as fate ends up giving him some of the spells and skills that he's learned. So, he could be level 99, have 60 spells, but Greed's going to be like, Hey, listen, I'll give you a superpower, I'll heal you, you got to give me 30 spells to, to get 
better and I'll help you out a little bit. So it's a give and take relationship. And this is the story of fate becoming this terrifying being that ends up becoming a vigilante and fighting to save the day. He becomes a mass figure who's known as a lich, known as Vey, and he's trying to better himself and better a situation. Now, there's more going on, like the fact that he ends up becoming a vassal to Roxy Hart, and that turns out that the Velik family wants to get rid of her, so they end up conscribing her to go to the E-Zone, which means that she's going to go there and they're hoping she's going to die, and since he works for her, he can't follow her, so he ends up following her in his unique form. Now, you're probably wondering, how is he able to follow her if he looks just like normal? Well... When he's in another store, he's looking with appraise and he finds a mask that as long as you wear this mask, no one will recognize you. It actually will make you sound different and appear different. So it's this half skull mask he wears. So that's why people think he's a lich. And he ends up just being kick-ass and awesome. He does end up killing Larrick in the first volume. But the series goes on into him meeting some of the other members of the seven deadly sins. You have mine who is the owner of the wrath skill. She's super destructive and strong and also really lazy and also kind of steals his stuff. Uh, her partner sloth, hence why she's lazy, but she's super powerful. And then you have, uh, the guardian of lust. And then later on we get introduced to envy. So obviously the Seven Deadly Sins, they have the weapons which are part of the Seven Deadly Sins, then you have the users of the Seven Deadly Sins who are the humans. And that's essentially this story. It's a story of fate rising above his station to become the best he can be while sating his hunger because as he ends up getting more hungry, eventually he gets to the point where he gets what's called uh, the starvation eyes. So his eyes become blood red and he will kill anybody around him just to sate his hunger. And he turns out that when he gets it half on, like he get a, a starvation boost. So he's able to increase his speed, increase his strength for a short period of time by invoking part of the hunger. So he could say, I'm going to kind of half hunger it. And then one of his eyes turns red. So he kind of looks like Kaneki, if you remember Tokyo Ghoul. So plot and story are pretty standard. I do like the fact... That it's not everybody is someone who has these powers. There's only four people who have these abilities. And then the weapons complement them. And I enjoy the fact that that is the thing. It's not the, oh, there's seven deadly sins and that's it. No, it's there's three deadly sins and four weapons. And that's how it works. Or is it four weapons? It's kind of hard to figure out with that. But I digress. So you have that element going on. You have the fact that fate's power is doomed to kill him. Because he's just going to get more and more hungry and he's going to have to kill more things. And eventually this is going to either destroy him or he's going to become the destroyer of the world. And he's trying to hide his true self from everyone he cares about. Which is Roxy, her family, the other servants, and her, his friends. That's why he follows her wearing this mask and says he's this unique uh, mercenary that was in her town that was just killing goblins. Because he doesn't want her ever to see him in this form, this to see the horrible side of him because he's becoming ruthless and really powerful. But it's still kind of this, is he going to be good? Is he going to be bad? I like that element to it. And the romance is not the main part of this. It's a very small element to it. There's not like she's into him, but she's not into him. Like at first she's just his friend and he just 
appreciates her but eventually it starts to hint that there may be a romance so it's not the main thing the main story is fate and his relationship with greed and that i find very invigorating and fascinating the negative to this is of course the skill tree bs it's kind of like oh well you're now at level one but you have ten thousand strength in twenty it just it gets absurdly large and it just gets more and more powerful and more and more crazy and he's pretty op eventually he does have some issues and he does have several things to overcome like the fact is that when he's fighting one person and he's losing and then his hunger kicks in he's not as strong because he's not the starvation boost it's him actually starving so he loses that way or another time he actually gets injured severely so he's not invincible he's just a little stronger so he has to earn his strength and i do like that element uh also, before I forget, Roxy is not a damsel in distress. She is a holy knight who is the number one in her village, in the castle. So she does work hard. She's also a lord. She has attendants and uh, a state, and she's able to govern pretty nobly. So she's not just a damsel in distress. Also, a lot of the side characters are not these generic characters. Each one of them has a purpose and a point. There's one lord that you meet who... I'm not going to get too much into his story, but he ends up having to deal with his family that's been possessed by demons. Long story. But he's a compelling side character that we just meet once. And this series has a great cast of characters, and you want to know more about them. I would love to see this as an anime. I think it would be well done if they could figure out how to not do the level thing. But again, I digress with that. So there's that. Now the art style, it's pretty generic. Uh, Fate looks generic main character at first. He's black haired, dark eyed, and looks very thin. And then once he gets greed, he ends up looking very edge lordy, where he wears a cloak, he wears his mask, a hood, and his red eyes. And speaking of which, the design for greed is very unique. It's kind of like a cross where one of the two arms is pointing down, the other one's pointing up, and it's it's not a pretty weapon. It's a very dangerous and dark-looking weapon that should not exist. It's pretty frigged up, I must say. But it is one which you want to know more about. And this makes me want to read the light novel. I'm not going to lie. I do want to read the light novel and see where it goes. I got up to a certain point, and I think that I've maxed it out now, but... We're going to have to wait and see on that. However, so I said like the negatives. The negative is just essentially that a couple of tropes which go too far. But overall, this is a great fantasy series, which isn't an Izekai, and that does something a little different. And while there's only eight volumes, each one is fascinating. And each one does keep you interested in the ride. Now, where's it going to go? I don't know. Is it going to be amazing? I I don't think it's going to be super amazing because it is. There are some generic tropes that do happen, but for the most part, it is original, and that's a plus and a minus. So there are some tropes that upset me. So for overall, all those reasons, and the, oh, the production quality is great. It is a glossy cover. It's very simple. It's just. Fate on the cover, and then Berserk of Gluttony. Now, fun thing, the font for Berserk is the same font as Berserk from uh, Kentaro Moro's Berserk by Dark Horse. So, 
you could confuse someone and be like, hey, this is a spinoff of Berserk. And it's not. Kind of shady trick. So not that loses points in and of itself. So that's Dirty Pool, old boy. So yeah. So because of these reasons, I have to give uh, Berserk of Gluttony a borrow from a friend and don't return unless offered Pocky, our second highest rating. It's really good. It's really fascinating. It makes me want to read more. I'm going to read the light novel. I'm going to get more of the manga. However, it's not super, like, read it immediately and now. There are some elements which frustrate me. Like I said, the whole thing with the stat system, you didn't need to do that. But they wanted to throw that in there to be like, oh, he has stats and he could do this. So it feels more like a video game than it does a story in and of itself. Also, some of the characters are evil just to be evil. There's no motivation. They're just fucked up. It's like, I have an entire uh, slave ring. And why? Because I'm evil. That's why. Not motivation. So some of the characters are paper thin, but they're unique. I give it that. They're unique, but their motivations are paper thin. So that's my theory and thoughts about Berserk of Gluttony. Now, if you've read this manga, what are your thoughts? Let me know. Email me, zanspyrokin.com, or tweet me at Spyrokin. Let me know if you thought that this was really good, or if you think this is way too generic. Let me know. So, with that in mind, let's actually get to the manga releases for the week, and these are for August 30th, 2022. We have 12 new titles that came out this week. We have Blackguard Volume 4, Blue Lock Volume 2, I was excited for this one, Cells at Work Code Black Volume 8, I think this is the last volume of that, Don't Toy With Me, Miss Nagatoro, Volume 12, I'm In Love With The Villainous, Volume 3, Imaginary, Volume 1. I don't know what this one is about, but I like the title, so I'm going to check this one out. Love Sick Ellie, Volume 5. Miss Kobayashi's Dragon Maid in Color Chromatic Edition has finally been released. We talked about this in the Manga News episodes months ago. We've been waiting on it to come out, and finally it has come out, and I've heard it looks amazing. So if you're a Dragon Maid fan, you're going to want this one. Uh, no matter what you say, Furi san is scary, volume 4. SHWD, volume 1. Something's wrong with us, volume 10. Sodome Milky Way, volume 5. And then last but not least, Tokyo Revengers, the Omnibus, volume 3 and 4. So which of these are you most excited for? For me, it's going to be Kobayashi's Dragon Maid, Imaginary, Cells at Work, and Blue Lock. What about you? What are your thoughts? Let me know. Email me, zanspyrokin.com, or tweet me at Spyrokin. So, anyway, with that in mind, remember to like, share, and subscribe. Let me know what you think. Let me know what your thoughts are. Share it with your friends. And as usual, thank you for listening. I appreciate each and every one of you. And every time I see one of your emails, see one of your comments, it just gives me more motivation to keep doing this podcast. I've been doing this since 2008, and I'm going to keep going until I'm an old man who has to read manga with thick, thick glasses. Because I love doing this, and I love giving recommendations. So, Thank you for letting me do this. And so I guess that now that we're past all of that lovely talking, let's actually get to the part that most of you've been waiting for. And what am I talking about? I'm talking about that one, that only, the Wheel of Manga! Yes, friends, the Wheel of Manga, except no substitute. Now, what is the Wheel of Manga? The Wheel of Manga is a Wheel of Fortune with 10 slots on it. And what I've done is I've sent a manga tile to each of the 10 slots. So when I spin that one, that only, the Wheel of Manga, whatever number it lands on, the manga that's in that spot is the one I'm going to review in the next episode of the Spark and Manga Review, episode 488. That is 12 episodes away from episode 500. So without further ado, let's spin and see what we're going to review in the next episode, shall we?
So, in the next episode, I'm going to be reviewing a manga that is another Isekai quote-unquote parody, unlike the last one I talked about, which I still say is not a parody. But this one is unique and different, and what are we talking about? We're talking about the weakest contestant of all time and space. All I know is it's a pseudo-tournament Isekai arc, but I don't know what the deal is, so we'll find out about that in the next episode. So, remember to like, share, subscribe, and as usual, I'm your host, Zan. I'm Gonsville. I'll catch you guys next time, and keep reading manga. See you later.